Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao, and I have a great guest with us today, Mario Danovatovic, the founder of his namesake beauty brand, Makeup by Mario. Welcome, Mario. It's so great having you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, Mario, you're one of my last guests on the Glossy Beauty Podcast, so I'm thrilled that you're doing this with us today. Mara, you're one of the most popular and famous makeup artists of the moment. But what was your connection to beauty growing up? How did you kind of find your way in this world? Yeah. So actually, you know, I wasn't surrounded by much beauty as a kid. I grew up um, extremely humble beginnings in the Bronx in a basement apartment, actually. So literally, it was like a concrete jungle around me. Um, I was always inspired by beautiful things, um, but I really didn't have much access to beauty around me. And so um, at 17 years old, I after right after high school, I asked my mom to take me to the city because I was extremely sheltered. Um, and this was in the Bronx. And so we went to the city. I wanted to look for a job in retail. And I'd been working since I was 12 full-time and just, uh, you know, different kind of jobs um, in the Bronx. And I stumbled across Sephora and it was actually the first Sephora that ever opened in the United States. This was in 2020. And so I walked in, I'm like, oh my God, I have to work here. I mean, it was just like a, a physical feeling of like chills up and down my spine when I walked into that 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 spot and my mom was like no 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 that's not for you um you know she saw all these sort of glamorous people and you know gay guys and all this stuff and she's like no 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 and so no I was adamant and I went in and I applied and you know long story short they hired me eventually and I was a part of the original uh, uh cast and, and team of the United States uh, Sephora the original Sephora in the United States um in 2020 and from day one I was uh, literally just obsessed with, with with makeup I began to touch it to feel it because I was around it you know they hired me as a fragrance consultant so okay so wait what was the timing there when did you start working at that first Manhattan Sephora oh I always do that sorry in 20 in, in 2000 I became part of the original Sephora cast in the year 2000 so 22 years ago so it sounds like Mario you weren't really exposed to makeup growing up that much how did you find your interest there so with product, it was just a natural, um, you know, I was naturally attracted to and fascinated by this whole entire world. Now, what's interesting is my mom was actually a cleaning woman for L'Oreal, for, for the corporate headquarters of L'Oreal for my entire childhood for like 20 plus years. And so she would bring home these products and she would constantly talk about, you know, the the corporate executives at L'Oreal. And she really had respect for them. I mean, she was an immigrant from, you know, from Montenegro, Albanian immigrant. And so to her, like that was her only sort of view of what what the American dream was is these sort of corporate professionals and brand owners because you know L'Oreal owned a lot of brands and so for me I think that was a really big part of it because I knew I'd wanted to make my parents proud you know they came to this country and sacrificed so much and so I felt this pressure to sort of achieve the American dream and when I discovered makeup it was like and, and specifically artistry brands I remember at that time it was NARS and Laura Mercier and Laroque you know Carol Shaw there was all these makeup artists founder brands and I kind of got latched onto that idea in in the year 2000 at 17 and I was like well okay so these people are all like in their 40s like you know early to mid 40s I'm like so if I work for 20 years and I do this my mom will understand and, and fully you know be proud of me for achieving the American dream um, and that's sort of like what I set my mind on back then at 17 and I, and I just kind of immersed myself into that, that world of beauty and started going to the library and researching um, endlessly and assisting makeup artists and just working really, really hard um, from day one. And specifically with product, it, it, it was like a natural thing for me. You know, I knew I was a creative. 
I didn't know in what way, though. I didn't know. I didn't have access as a child to kind of even figure out what type of uh, you know creative field I wanted to be. And I just knew I always wanted to be a, an educator, a teacher. Like that's what I really loved. And oddly enough, I actually wound up being a teacher with the master class. Um, but yeah, for me, it was a natural thing. I remember the first time I picked up product and 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 and, and did it. I mean, it was good. I did a good job. And so I think it was just a natural talent that I had. Um, and also that transformational aspect, you know. I'm very architectural in my approach to beauty and makeup sort of allowed me to to do that authentically and, and naturally. So you were totally self-taught. You kind of figured this out all on your own. Yes, I was. And yeah, initially I'm, I'm self-taught 100% and then to hone my skills, obviously, and to, you know, back then, this is pre-social media. So, you know, it's kind of the old school way you had to assist for years. You know, an agency wouldn't even, you know, look at you or, or take you in unless you had years of uh, assisting experience and, you know, multiple tear sheets and magazine tear sheets and stuff in your portfolio. So that's what I did. I assisted for years as well, simultaneously as I was building my own portfolio and also working, you know, in retail at Sephora and then for other brands after that. So you knew you wanted to be a makeup artist and you were really excited about that part of your life and career. But when did you see this as a true business venture? And and when did you see yourself as a founder? That was like a goal that I set because for me, I knew my, my family would not accept me as a makeup artist. And so, but I also knew that that was one thing I was not going to sacrifice. I wasn't, because I'd found my dream. I'd found my passion for the first time in my life and it changed my life. And I said, and so I kind of put two together. I said, well, I, they don't understand what being a makeup artist is in their mind. It was just like, oh, you work at Macy's or you work, you know, in a, in a department store and you spray fragrance. They didn't know what that was. And so I knew that my mom knew what the corporate executive world was because she cleaned their offices and she raves about them and she loved them. And and so that was sort of that little connection that I put two and two together. And I said, well, if I work really hard, I can achieve the American dream and I can become a corporate uh, executive and I can, you know, be incredibly successful and make sure that my, my, my parents' uh, sacrifices and struggles are not in vain. How did your family feel about your love of makeup and beauty? Were they supportive? Yeah, I mean, you know, aside from my family, like I don't think it would have been really an issue had I had I been born and raised like you know American, non-Albanian, but like Albanian, the Albanian culture, and especially those who you know carry it and follow it, you know, strongly from back home, like my family did, it was just unheard of. I mean, I, I was terrified. I was terrified for them to know, and I hid it for a long time, and actually. The way they found out was they found a shoebox in my closet that I had, you know, my manager at Sephora would give me gratis products. And so instead of taking fragrance, I would collect makeup because I started doing it outside of the store. And they confronted me when they found that. And I remember I literally, I took that box. That was all I took. And I ran away from home because I was like, you're not going to, to take this dream away from me. And, um, yeah, that was literally the only thing I took and I ran away from home. And then finally, you know, they came around. They 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 sort of were dishonest about it for years. They never told their friends and family what I actually did. They pretended I worked, you know, in retail, you know, clothing and fragrance, but they never mentioned makeup because they were they were ashamed. Um, and um, but yeah, it, it took them a while to come around. Mario, you have a really close connection with Kim Kardashian and she's probably your most famous client. How did you start working with her? Before I met Kim, I, I sort of made the conscious decision, uh, or, or I could even say strategic decision, to go into the celebrity and more commercial market because as an assistant in the fashion industry, I saw that I really, 
I felt intuitively um, that I, I wouldn't have a chance in that industry because the same people that were the head of that industry 20 years ago were still at that time. And actually, a lot of them still today are those same people. So it's hard to break in. And so I decided at that at that moment, at, at a young age, that I'm going to go into the celebrity world and field, right? Because I saw that that was where my opportunity was. And then I also excelled at that type of makeup. Um, and so... I began, you know, I got an agent at 21, my first agent and, you know, working and testing. And I started doing, you know, started out with like New York socialites and I started doing some singers and actresses. And then I got a call from a photographer, a friend of mine at the time that said last minute in the evening time, he said, hey, I have a shoot for a cover of a local magazine with a girl named Kim Kardashian and I need you to do this. And I said no, uh, because I had a job the next day. And so I was like, of course, I'm like, I can't just like cancel job last minute. Uh, you know, long story short, he eventually convinced me and I knew I had heard of her name. I had a picture of my head of like who she was, um, but she was really not really well known at that time. She I think it was just season one of her show maybe that had aired or, or that was currently airing at the time. Um, and I eventually said yes. And I remember, you know, she walked into the shoot and I just remember looking at her and, and just, you know, feeling her energy and I'm very sensitive to energies and very intuitive and, and number one thinking, Oh my God, she is so beautiful. Like if not, probably I thought she was the most beautiful girl in the world. Um, and she sat down and incredibly sweet. And I just started working on her. And, you know, at that time, I remember she took out a camera, a digital camera, and she started doing this, taking selfies the whole time. And I was like, what is she doing? Like I'd never experienced that before. Um, you know, selfies were not like really a thing. And she goes, Oh, this is from my blog. She goes, I have a blog. So I just want to, you know, document the process. And she was taking photos of the products. And, you know, after the shoot uh she was so sweet and she said i know this is gonna be weird but um would you take me shopping right now to buy everything that you used on me today and so of course i'm freaking out because i already am so late to my other job that i barely like i'm almost missing the job and but i couldn't say no to her so i was like okay um and so we went jumped in a cab and i remember we went to henry bendel and some other stores in the city and you know she picked up as much uh, of the products that that she could that I used and um, you know she quickly began her rise um, around that time and um, you know then kind of took me along the journey with her. Did you ever think back then that this partnership and relationship that you were building was going to become this massive collaboration and as big as it is today? No I didn't know I didn't of course I didn't know I mean uh, but I always kind of go you know I always kind of follow my intuition and my heart. Um, and so, you know, I did that my whole life. And, and a lot of the big opportunities in my life, actually in my career, are things that uh, either I didn't want to do or I almost said no to or things like that, which is kind of why I said yes to everything. You know, I, I, I pretty much never had a life. I mean, I've been on the road for 22 years, uh, you know, sacrificing everything just for my career and for this dream and goal of mine that I had. So, um, you know, I'm pretty familiar with, with, with how that all works. What do you think Kim taught you about founding your own makeup line and finding your own aesthetic? Hmm, I don't know. I never actually thought about it in that way. I mean, I look at, you know, we're so different. Kim is, you know, Kim is obviously like the most famous woman in the world and I'm just a makeup artist. So um, I never sort of like compared it or looked at it that way. Um, I, I don't know. We, you know, we're really, we're really good friends, but also, um, you know, she's my client and I work for her. So like I kind of, you know, I look at her in a very respectful way and, and I focus so much on our artistry and like, you know, what I'm doing with her and, and, and things like that. I never really thought about it in the sense of a brand. Um, I just kind of went along with the whole social media thing and, and everything that came along with the Kim, with all the Kim stuff. Um, 
it was all kind of surprising to me and I just kind of went with it, you know what I mean? Because I didn't know what else to do. Um, it was happening and, and so I just kind of went with it. Um, but, you know, outside of that, you know, outside of Kim, just in my, and with my career in general, you know, I definitely, um, everything that I did in my career and a lot of the decisions that I made, you know, was always, I was always considerate of sort of what the, what my goal was, you know, to build a brand. And so I was always strategic and careful and, you know, non-controversial and all these things because I wanted to really just focus. I wanted it all to be about my artistry, my, my trade, my passion. Um, and so in that sense, I, you know, uh, I, I, I looked at it in that way, but I certainly was very inspired by Kim always and by her work ethic and, you know, it's fascinating to watch someone, you know, from the beginning, because I was there from the very beginning. And so it's fascinating to watch uh, her rise, you know what I mean? And, 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 and the love that people have for her and the influence that she has. And um, yeah, I've always really respected that and admired that. Now, Makeup by Mario wasn't actually your first business as a beauty founder. You actually started a masterclass business, correct? Yeah. So first and foremost, right. So, you know, I, before the brand, I had started uh, another business, which was the masterclass. And so I started that, I think in around 2009 or 10, and I took that from, you know, a small room of 16 people to, you know, theaters around the world uh, with thousands of people. And, and it was me and my sister that ran that business and it was a really successful business. Um, and, and so I had a little bit of knowledge of the business, but in 2017, I knew that, you know, 2020 was approaching and, and I had that number in my head, right? Because I wanted to launch my brand after 20 years of artistry. Um, I had many, many opportunities before that. Starting, I want to say 2010 or 11, I would get approached by, you know, whether it was investors or, you know, uh, different companies or brands to do both luxury brands, to do mass market brands. I had so many opportunities, but I never took them um, because I wanted to do it my way. And I wanted to do it after I had 20 years of experience as an artist. That's just like the school that I come from, you know? And so I, I began in, in, in 2017 to meet with my founder friends and to get lab contacts and to go into the labs. And I began talking to the labs, just trying to learn the business as much as I could, right? So I don't go in blindly. Um, and then, you know, I started doing that. Of course, I didn't know what I was doing because they would ask me questions like, well, how many units are you going to order? And I'd be like, I don't know. Um, I just want to like perfect these formulas, you know? And so um, I knew that I needed to bring on someone. Um, I needed to hire someone and bring someone on a corporate executive that knows how to actually take my vision and my dream and actually, you know, make it happen from an operational standpoint. So um, that took me a couple of years. I went through many different, uh, you know, I guess contenders um, and eventually landed on uh, Alicia, uh, who is currently my global brand president. And I met her, we hit it off um, and she had great ideas and she believed fully in what I wanted to do in my vision, uh, my dreams, my goals. And, you know, we, we hit the ground running and I got my office, I remember in, in 2019. Um, and, you know, I think within a few days of, of, of bringing her on, she had a product development people in my dining room and everything was like starting to become legit, you know? The Makeup Amara brand is first and foremost, everything comes from the point of view of artistry and education, right? So like world-class artists seek true craftsmanship and then education, but approachable education. So all of our products, all of our concepts are stem from my techniques as an artist, taking those techniques and simplifying them for the everyday consumer, not just in the technique itself, but in the product, right? So, you know, just as a random example, my, you know, my, my recent launch of Soft Sculpt 2.0, the perfector, right, is the combination of trans 
translucent powder, glow, and then bronzer that goes over the enhancer. But that what that traditionally was my three a three-step technique that required three brushes and kind of putting it into that one step to make like my dream version of what that is. And so everything in the brand stems from that. You know, it's 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 really truly based on my artistry. Um, education and making that education a very approachable. So Mario, I remember when your line was ready to launch in Sephora, there was a huge New Yorker profile about you. Everyone was talking about you. You were on all these award ceremonies and being featured in magazines, but you actually launched your brand right as the pandemic hit. What was that like? Oh, Priya, I, there are literally no words to describe um, how difficult, how challenging, uh, how tumultuous that entire, you know, several month period was um, starting in March. You know, I was on top of the world up until March. Like I had all these masterclasses like laid out. I had so many things going on. We had the new office. Um, I had, you know, brand partnerships going, all this stuff happening. And then March 17th, everything stopped. And I thought my world was going to crumble. I thought I was going to, you know, to lose everything. Um, we had, we were just slated to hire all these employees that to start, you know, working in the office and building the team. You know, we had a launch coming up in a few months. Um, you know, of course, Sephora had already ordered all of the, you know, all of the, all the units and, and, you know, these were astronomical numbers. Right. And so, I was just crippled by the fear. I was crippled by fear. And on top of it, I was isolated at home by myself. Um, and, you know, we we made it happen. We, you know, I got up every morning. It really gave me a reason and a purpose to keep going and to keep pushing because I really was quite, uh, you know, depressed, I could say. You know what I mean? And I was crippled by fear um, every single day. Um, but it really gave me, uh, gave me a reason to keep going. You know, it's like when you dream of something for 20 years, you know, it's not easy for that dream to sort of go away. And so we just pushed forward. And I remember we launched the brand in about 600 stores um, on a one-bay gondola with, I think, two full-time employees. So it's been about two years that you've been in business with Makeup by Mario. How is it doing? How successful has it been? And how has it grown in such a turbulent and ever-changing time? Yeah, 2021 was, was, was difficult as well. But, you know, we... We got through it. So we initially launched, but there was a, a, like a tremendous amount of excitement when that when the brand launched. And so we did really well actually at launch. Um, you know, we obviously had the issue of, you know, there was masks and so, you know, people were not wearing lip products. So we didn't launch with lips. So we happened to launch with the eye category. Um, and, you know, the, the, the issue of sort of, you know, in-store uh, versus online, there was not a lot of people going in-store either. Um, we pushed through it, Priya. You know, the most challenging part of that was like creating the assets because studios weren't open and models and all this stuff. And so, you know, we had several SKUs, uh, SKUs I think 20-something SKUs at that time. You know, all of those SKUs require a, 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 a large amount of assets. I mean, I'm talking in the hundreds. Of, and we didn't have anything. We literally managed to, in the last minute, we had all of the FOS in front of store in every single store and the windows. And we needed images for that, you know? And so we managed somehow at the very last minute to get into a studio for like three days and to, you know, sort of, uh, you know, capture the imagery and the videos that we needed for, for this. Um, and so we made it happen. Um, you know, it wasn't obviously as we had planned, but, you know, a lot of things in life aren't. And I would say, you know, as a result of COVID also the 2021, uh, you know, with 2021, our launches got a little bit messed up in the sense that the, the dates were changing, but also raw materials, shipping, all these things um, were impacting everything. Everything was months late. And so we had to sort of change the cadence of, of our launches and how we initially planned to launch things. And um and then last year in 2021, we launched Soft Sculpt, and then you know we had sort of this big 
boom moment and it did incredibly well and it sold out and um and then everything sort of has been uphill since then you know obviously still lots of challenges because we are a baby brand and a startup and so of course we have challenges every day we can be quite scrappy you know things that people don't see but you know we're, we're quite scrappy here um right now and um but I, you know i wouldn't want it any other way honestly because everything in my life and career started out quite scrappy what have you learned about being a beauty founder and what still surprises you Oh my God, surprised me. Everything. Um, you know, you have a vision in your head always, you know, uh, and I did for 20 years of like what it's going to be like when I have my uh, the brand and like what the office is going to look like. It was nothing like, like I thought. It's just so much harder, Priya. You have to be really like mentally strong you have to be so mentally strong to deal with so many different things every day and people coming at you and then the weight of the world on your shoulders right in terms of retailers and then team members and you know expectations and um it, it's so hard to it's so hard to describe and explain um every area every facet like just in the different departments, right? So I had to learn quickly, well, what is operations versus, you know, what is brand marketing versus integrated marketing? What is it digital and e-com and what are they doing? And so much information that I did not know. Uh, and then I still am learning, honestly, still to this day, you know, I still am learning things from my team every day in all the different departments as we grow. Um, but, you know, it was quite a change and it was quite a departure from what I was used to. You know, the masterclass business was quite different. I, I, I ran that with my sister from our homes. Um, and this was different now, you know, when I had a lot more on my plate and a lot more uh, responsibilities. And also, you know, everyone was leaning on me, right? Because I had to sort of determine, well, what is the makeup of our brand? What is our voice? Um, what are our do's? What are our don'ts? What are What is our aesthetic? What do we stand for? You know, our, our you know, the moral virtues of the brand and, 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 and the principles of the brand and all that stuff. So it was just so much. It was overwhelming. Um, and I don't know what part of it exactly would be the most surprising. Um, I would just say all of it, Priya, all of it was. And all I know is that you have to be, I thought I was always really strong, um, but you have to really have this sense of grit, you know, like, I, and I and I have that from, you know, starting from my childhood um, and, a, and a mental strength that I never imagined I would need uh, the way that I did when I, when I launched and founded this brand. So how big is the brand today? All right. So uh, at the end of 2020, we had, I think, two to three employees full-time. Uh, today, I believe we, we have 36 full-time and then a slew of, um, you know, uh, part-time and freelancers and, and um, contractors and et cetera, et cetera. So Mario, a lot of beauty founders today like that dual title, founder and CEO. What's your division of labor like? Are you worrying about logistics and business fundamentals? Or are you really working on product development and aesthetic and marketing? Oh, oh God, no. So the, the areas, I the areas, uh, if I'm being honest, that I do not like whatsoever. And actually, I'll be fine if I, <laughs> if I didn't have to see anything from those areas. The operations area side of it, you know, finance too. I mean, obviously I know everything about the finance, but like getting into the minutia and the nitty gritty of it all. Um, operations and supply chain is an area that I do not uh, like. And I sort of leave that to Alicia, my, my global brand president, and then obviously the, you know, the head of operations and finance. Um, but the areas that I enjoy most um, and that, you know, naturally, of course, would be creative. Um, I have a, I built a creative in-house team. Uh, when we initially launched, we were working with an agency. And so I really was my goal to build that team in-house in so I can work closely with them every day. Uh, product development, obviously, is the, the one I would probably work very, you know, most close with. And then, um, you know, artistry, education, and also marketing. I really love marketing as well. Mario, who is your customer? 
What is she like? What is she interested in? What is she doing? She's amazing, um, first and foremost. But uh, so, you know, before the brand started, I had sort of built a, a following already, you know, and with the masterclass as well, a, a global following, you know, in, in lots of different parts of the world. Um, and with the brand now, we've definitely expanded on that. There, you know, it, it started out, it was very much the beauty junkie, the beauty lover, you know, the core, core followers from the early days that are makeup artists, you know, makeup artists that used to, that always like sort of looked up to me and that would come to my master classes for education. And then it turned into makeup artists, but then also beauty lovers, um, the glam girl. And now um, with the brand being launched and um, I believe we are in 1600 doors or maybe 1200 doors, um, we have a lot of a new customer now. So majority, I would say, are millennials and Gen Z. Um, but, you know, after the launch of our Moisture Glow and the success of that that product that um, when we launched that at Sephora, actually it sold out in less than 24 hours, all shades. Um, and that brought in this new consumer who's like a younger consumer, very like natural makeup, no makeup, makeup girl. And so now we have that girl and that girl is now purchasing all of the other products in the brand as well and getting familiar with the brand as a whole. Um and so, yeah, I don't think I have analytics uh, for you, but I, I go based on what I see on social media and also who I'm seeing on the streets every day and everywhere I go when I meet, you know, people. And, you know, it was always like, oh, my God, makeup by Mario. You're, I, I follow you on Instagram. And now it's, oh, my God, Mario, I use your brand. I use this product. I use that product. And I'm seeing um, a lots of different uh, age groups and lots of different aesthetics and styles. And um, it's just fascinating. Makeup is so trend-based right now, Mario. I mean... Every day there is a new TikTok trend. Every hour, practically, we're seeing something new. How much do you pay attention to these beauty trends? And do you think your brand needs to react to every viral moment? Yeah. So I am very familiar, obviously, with trends. I'm, I'm very active on social media. But uh, for the brand, you know, I always tell my, my team and my product development team, we are not a brand that focuses on trends or tries to follow or jump on trends. Um, we create, you know, classic timeless products, you know, products that are, are going to be hopefully uh, still on the market and for decades to come. Like that is what our primary focus is. Products that have true purpose, um, true meaning, form and function, right? Um, a lot of them do become trends, you know, but um, I, I, I like to follow, I like to, to 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 be aware of the trends. I like to see, and I can also spot trends very easily coming up. Uh, I just have an intuition, and I'm always kind of telling the team like, "Oh, this is going to be big in a few months," you know. But um, you know, I I think it's all fascinating, and especially around revolving around social media and stuff. But I definitely am not the one to sort of create something based off of a trend or 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 to like you know structure the business around that. That's not you know we have we have a, more of a sort of um, artistic approach to, to, the, to that thing. So where do you think beauty and more specifically makeup is going in the next year and a half? I mean, we're not out of the woods yet with COVID or any of the economic uncertainty we're facing here in the U.S. or abroad. What are you projecting? Yeah, I think we're going to continue to see, actually, we're going to start to see makeup a lot more. I think makeup is going to start really picking up. We went through this whole phase of like, you know, skincare, skincare, skincare. And now I think people are going to start playing again. Um, not though with like, not the way we saw it in 2015, 16, 17. It's, it's, it's in a more sort of like pulled back, um, almost lived in a way, right? So not so perfect, right? It's going to be, things are going to be done kind of quicker, easier, but 
more playful. People are people definitely want to start using products on the lips and eyes and cheeks. And and then in terms of the industry, the makeup industry, we're going to definitely see some really uh, beautiful innovations coming. Lots of lighter products, um, you know, move, moving away from you know from the super full coverage and the super super long lasting. And we're going to be seeing a lot of. Um, you know, sort of the blending of the both worlds of skincare and makeup in one and, um, you know, lots of innovations I think that are coming, especially in the, you know, in the whole clean world and, and all that, uh, which is really exciting. I've been seeing a lot of that actually myself from the labs and stuff. Mario, thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure talking to you and I hope we get to do a lot more together soon. Yeah, this was fun. You're so easy to talk to. I loved it. Thanks for tuning into the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. See you next week.